What was happening in that period of time was as countries were actually shutting down to travel and as flights were being canceled, our technology team was up at two o'clock in the morning changing all the rules for who was allowed to check in and who was allowed to travel. And it was very chaotic. And so as we kind of got through the beginning of the crisis, one of the things that we thought through was how are we gonna make it better when the world opens back up? You're hearing Linda Jojo, Chief Digital Officer at United Airlines. While the pandemic has undoubtedly impacted businesses across the board, airlines have borne some of the most severe effects. Much of 2020 saw a stark decline in air travel, and while ticket sales are now on their way back up, they're still significantly below 2019 rates. As you'd expect, airlines aren't taking the challenge lightly. In fact, Linda and United are viewing it as something closer to an opportunity to fundamentally change the experience of air travel for the better. Welcome to the Data Agenda, created by WSJ Custom Content in collaboration with AWS. I'm your host, Michael Barnwell, Executive Editor at WSJ Custom Content. Today, we'll find out how United Airlines is using cutting-edge technology to transform the way people travel, not just in the age of COVID, but for the foreseeable future. Here's Linda again. Thinking back to the beginning of the pandemic, it's really just incredible, first of all, how fast it hit our industry. I can remember back in the very beginning of 2020, and we were having conversations about how we were going to grow the airline and how passenger travel was starting to increase. And you had this little whisper of this virus that was starting to rear its head in China. And it was only a few weeks later at the end of February when we heard that it had come into Italy and we saw what started to happen to our bookings was that when we really saw that this was going to be something that was going to be very significant for us. And to give you a feel for just how quickly this happened, on a normal day, we fly about 450,000 passengers on just over 4,000 flights. Now on you know busy days before Thanksgiving, it's a little bit more, and Tuesdays in January, it's a little bit less, but that's a pretty good way to think about it. There was a day in April of 2020 that we flew less passengers than we have pilots. It was just really a very stark and fast view. So as that was happening and as customers were canceling their flights, we went into survival mode. Before those whispers of the pandemic that you mentioned, what were your teams thinking about? What kind of new things, innovations were you discussing? We were thinking about how can we make the airline and the experience for our customers easier, less stressful. We were thinking about things like how to be transparent about what is going on with your flight. I'm a control freak myself. And so when things aren't outside of my control, I want information. And so if your flight, for whatever reason, isn't going as scheduled, we wanted to make sure we gave our customers a lot of information. And so we really doubled down on the transparency inside our mobile app in terms of what you can see about where your plane is and what's happening and putting it in really easy to understand information. And then we very quickly went and said, there's a lot we can do when people are connecting. And we put a process and a project in place called Connection Saver. And Connection Saver is a project or a tool where we actually help inform the gate agent about whether we should hold a flight or not. There's nothing worse. We've all been there where you're sprinting through an airport, trying to grab your connecting flight, only to have the door been shut minutes before you got there. 
And then you find out anecdotally that the plane actually landed on time or maybe even early and you get even more frustrated. And so what we're doing is putting real-time data together and we're telling our gate agents, you can actually wait six or nine or 15 minutes for those connecting customers to come across the airport. We then send a message to those customers that says, hey, don't dilly-dally, but if you hustle over, your, your plane's going to wait for you. And then we do a third thing. We tell everybody on the plane, by the way, we are going to leave a few minutes late because we're waiting for some connecting passengers, but we're still going to arrive on time. As you were managing the pandemic, as it really came into full force, what role did technology play in meeting some of those challenges? As the pandemic was starting and as we were in the first part of 2020, we realized that we really needed to be able to scale our platforms and our systems. We listened to a very diverse group of voices, people that had worked in the airline for a while, people that were new to the airline, and we kept coming back to the importance of resilience. And the fact that the reality in the airline business is if we have a glitch, it's not long before customers are tweeting about it. And if it goes much longer than that, it becomes part of the news cycle. And so we really don't have a lot of time to be able to recover if we do have a technical glitch. And so we really quickly came down to the fact that we needed to have a very simple architecture and we needed to go to a single cloud provider. What went into the process of migrating your operations? Once we made that decision, it was actually pretty rapidly that our developer teams and the rest of the group charged with making this decision came back and said, really, our choice needs to be AWS. And we need to make that choice because AWS has so much of an innovation mindset and such a complete view of tools and services that we're able to leverage that the real solution here was to go with a single cloud provider and have that be AWS. And interestingly enough, not two weeks before the pandemic hit, we had a high-level meeting in our offices in Chicago. Our incoming CEO sat down with the CEO of AWS, and we really talked about what are the ways that we can actually migrate to the cloud and what are some ways to do that as quickly and with operational stability. And it's really kind of interesting thinking back to that meeting because that was the main point of the meeting. But on the way out, there was just kind of a conversation about the fact that if you heard about this coronavirus, we didn't even really have a name for it at that time. Have you heard about this coronavirus and what do you think? And it was just a sidebar conversation that not three or four weeks later, it had transmitted into Italy and we were really starting to see our customer travel just drop off the face of the earth. And so we quickly went from thinking about how fast we can move to the cloud to how do we actually conserve cash and run the airline. But what we learned in that process was not only could our systems could not flex up as we were thinking about the airline growing, we learned they couldn't flex down either. And so we had this large base of fixed costs that if we could just move this to a more variable cost platform, like a cloud platform, we we're actually going to be more responsive and more cost effective in addition to being more resilient. You mentioned the obvious benefit of speed and some cost savings. What other benefits does the cloud provide United? Probably the most important one is one that we call the Travel Ready Center. The Travel Ready Center was something that was born in the middle of the night when travel was actually coming down. And our team said, we knew when travel came back, we could do this better. And so what that team designed was a way for customers first with test results and then with 
vaccines be able to tell us in advance that they had met the travel requirements of the region or the country that they were traveling to. We realized very quickly that this had to be an automated solution. And we also realized that these forms, the testing forms in particular, were extremely different based on where the test was done. The vaccine cards also very different. And so we built some machine learning models. It took us a very quick period of time to get the first models up, about 10 days. And then we improved it even more with Amazon SageMaker in order to continue to automate that. And what happens is now within about seven seconds, you can get back the fact that you're travel ready. You can get your boarding pass before you get to the airport. And our employees love it because they don't have to check whether you've got the right form for the right country that you're traveling to. They're changing so fast that this actually makes a very improved experience at the airports. What other novel changes were enabled in the customer experience? You know, I think the other one that we implemented at the beginning of the pandemic and are continuing to roll out now is something we call agent on demand. And if you think about what happens in the dynamic of an airport when something doesn't go right, typically what happens is a big line forms somewhere and you're getting in line and waiting to talk to an agent. Well, the dynamic here is that while that might be true in the airport that you're in, there's plenty of other airports and plenty of other agents that are not quite as busy. The sun is shining in the other airports. And so in addition to people not really ever wanting to wait in line, frankly, but certainly not in a pandemic, we actually implemented this process where you snap a QR code and you are connected to a live agent who may be in another part of the same airport that you're in, but more than likely are in an airport somewhere else where the weather is potentially better and they have more time. And suddenly now we have many more agents who are able to serve our customers, handle the disruption that they're in. That sounds great. Everyone loves a short line. Yeah. As Linda explains, the cloud isn't an end unto itself. It generates benefits not just to the United customers, but also to United's IT and developer teams, tasked with bringing those new experiences to life. It's driven new and better ways of working that sprung up in no small way from the special circumstances of the pandemic. I think one of the things we learned through the pandemic was that having big, long projects that last multiple months with hundreds of people are very cumbersome to do. So what we were able to do was break things up into really small pieces with really small, empowered teams. And the beautiful thing about how the environment in the cloud works is that our DevOps team can actually control their own destiny much easier. They can actually get their resources. We can manage the process. They can try things. If it doesn't work, they can just turn it off and fail fast and move on. And what we're able to do is break things up into much smaller pieces, make those changes, put them out into production, see what our customers think about them. And then if it works, we continue going. If it's not, we tweak it and move forward. I think it's that concept of pulling things down into smaller teams that really is making the difference, staying super connected to our operations and the outcomes that our customers are looking for is something that we really burned in during the pandemic. We've seen how data in the cloud are driving benefits for customers and teams on the ground. How are those tools coming into play in the in-flight experience? 
Our flight attendants now, they all carry mobile devices. They are using them to do a better job of understanding that customer that's in front of them. We can actually provide information to the flight attendant about the last five flights that customer had. And then let the flight attendant do what they do best, which is to actually provide that great experience. Instead of trying to figure out every possible answer they could give, we can do that. We've also connected work groups together that never have been connected. So if you have been on a plane and you always hear the question, hey, are the bins full? And people running up and down the aisle and checking if the bins are full. Or the pilots want to know when the last bag has been loaded. We now connect them all. They're basically using a very simple chat function, not different than if you've ever been on one of those group chats. It's not different than a group chat, except we dynamically create that chat for that flight at that gate at that particular time and allow that team to work together using technology. They're able to have much better communications because it's easier to do and they're saving time because no one's running around. They have the answer right in front of them. As we look ahead to a broader opening of air travel, Linda, what can passengers look forward to and what excites you about the future of United? As people come back to travel, I think they're going to find that the United mobile app has changed a few times in the last year or two. And so they're going to see a lot more transparency there. They're going to find some really cool ways to get through the lobby of airports. If you're checking bags, you can check them in advance in the mobile app and you get what's called a bag shortcut. As you come through the airport, you can drop your bag off without waiting in line. And then I think they're really going to appreciate the transparency and the increased communications we have because things do go wrong. So we're looking forward to have everybody flying again. Sounds wonderful. And I haven't been on a plane in two years, so I look forward to that. Hopefully soon. Linda, thank you for sharing with us some of the innovative and exciting things happening at United. Thank you. Thanks to our guest, Linda Jojo from United Airlines. Join us again for an all new episode upcoming on the data agenda. Let AWS help you reinvent your business with data. Learn more at go.aws/data-wsj. The information contained in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Wall Street Journal Custom Content is a unit of the Wall Street Journal Advertising Department. The Wall Street Journal News Organization was not involved in the creation of this content. 